This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I got an IPA. Toby, tell us about Marriage Supply, and we'll get to drinking and talking tonight. Marriage Supply is the best place to go for married couples who want to get nasty. Aaron Lunsford knows what I'm talking about. Him and his wife have used products from Marriage Supply and gotten the filthiest of any customers ever from Marriage Supply. There's never been filthier uh, stories told than Aaron Lunsford's uh, Marriage Supply antics. Hijinks. MarriageSupply.com. If you want to live like a Lunsford, Live like a Lunsford. <laughs> Aaron Lunsford, sex influencer. <laughs> I've gone to look at the website, but then like I, I, and maybe this isn't good for the ad, but I get so Thanks. conscious because y'all, y'all ship it out, right? Yeah, yeah. but who cares? But you see my name? Oh, well, here's yeah. Lunsford's box. But, but here's what's funny. I own the store. <laughs> Why would you be ashamed? I don't know. I'm the one like, that goes on sites and buys all the products. Yeah. You're worried about Uses, uses almost every single one of them. I've used almost every single one of them. So you feel weird because you don't want somebody to know that you are, that you are going to be the proud owner of a dildo. But the person that knows right. is the person that owes hundreds of them. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's, it's, just like... it's the person with boxes of them stacked all over his house. <laughs> so it's not no, I mean, it's I, fear, my friend. I go, to to, I go to Toby's house and I say, hey, man, I need something. <laughs> and he hands like, me. Whatever I need. I'm, I'm, instead of a drug dealer, I'm a dildo dealer. <laughs> He's a dildo dealer. <laughs> a dill dealer. <laughs> a dill dealer. <laughs> I was, uh, speaking of wives, I was telling Jess today, Devin, about, because uh, we rode by Sunnyside, uh, the, what do they call it? The refinery? What's the weed it shop. Called? The weed shop. Uh, dispensary. Dispensary. <laughs> refinery. Yeah, the refinery. Weed refinery. <laughs> um, I was telling her how, on the flight, you and I took an edible, and yeah. it took Devin to the moon. I mean, it was, yes, it and did. I couldn't believe it. And so I didn't really know. You held it together good. The only one that, that freaked me out was, you know, you got to wear a mask on the plane, right? Yeah. And we had, we took the uh, edible, and uh, I mean, it was probably, you know, 45 minutes, an hour into the flight. And I look over, and Devin is 
face this way with his mask off his mouth <laughs> is as open as it can. He's just breathing. <laughs> like he's in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yes. he had to rip off the oxygen mask to that's stay alive like. or something like that. And it was, I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. And then the other thing that got me was I, we both were listening to the question practicing. And both of us couldn't stop moving our heads. We were like, just like, so I was like, I was just so into it. And Deb was oh, listening man. to it too. And I was like, man, I looked at Devin and he goes, he looked at me in like the most serious, like awe face and goes, we wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could think was, oh, God, he's right. <laughs> Holy cow. It we was did bad. Right there. It's that good. It's unbelievable. I mean, Toby's right. It. For, I don't know. So we talked about this a little bit um, in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what it was. But I didn't take an uh, an absorbent amount of weed. I took ten milligrams. Yeah, just a which one, is pretty normal. One gummy. And it just <laughs> shot me into outer space. And it I don't know if it gone. was the plane ride. I mean. We were on a pretty small plane because only like yeah. smaller planes fly out of Champagne or whatever. And I promise you, it felt like you were in the smallest container. I, know, I just felt like my head was bent and I was like in this thing. <laughs> There's no getting and, out. And that's the closest for sure that I've ever been to a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I never, ever panic in situations. But I, I, like Toby said, I kept having to like pull my mask down and take real big deep breaths. <laughs> And I was telling myself, okay, I'm going to get through this. It's going to be over soon. It'll be fine. And it finally was. But it, I was up there for an hour probably. And it, I, oh, man, it got me. You said at the end of the flight, you said, Toby, there was a moment there where I thought I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why y'all do that. I mean, I'm, I'm just anxious hearing about that. Getting oh, on a plane, I mean, not knowing how I'm going to feel, like how my brain, like, it's crazy. There's been multiple other times, though, that, Toby and yeah. I, on the way home from Seattle or whatever, we'll take it, watch movies together. It's super yeah. fun and it chill. Makes the movie better. And yeah, but for some reason or another, this time just got me. It, oh, it got. But you know, if you drink on the plane, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Right. It feels good, chill. Like, oh, watch a movie, drink. You still have your, your wits in a way. So I don't know why you'd want to go into the unknown on an airplane. Well, I don't. We I don't know if they're serving alcohol right now. They barely brought anything through. Right. You know what I mean? They yeah, just bring some yeah. waters or something like that. So I, don't, I mean, I That's guess true. maybe the one from Chicago or Dallas, or whatever. Maybe yeah. they had some alcohol. I just love the mindset that is that, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The mindset of it. The way Lunsford says it sounds terrible, but you got to drink, you got to do something, but you got to do something, right? <laughs> you got to yeah. do something. <laughs> like, you had to be putting yourself on the edge yeah. somehow <clears throat> of something. Like you have to push something to the limit or else how are you yeah. getting, what else? I, I just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, that's funny. But it's not really funny. It's really cool. It's really cool that you, Lutz, right. said, I think, that you Lutz people said, push it. <laughs> Lutzer said, uh, I, how could you do that on a flight, not knowing what state of mind you're in? You should get on there and just drink. <laughs> you have to do. You have to do oh, something. Oh, <laughs> you should be. You gotta be healthy and safe. I know what it feels like to be drunk on an airplane, but high. But yeah. the oh. feeling. But we all know what you mean, and we're all laughing about it, and we'll uh -huh. all do it. Like so, and you'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like that's you got to find. I mean, there's. I don't think that's a bad impulse to kind of stretch it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But and so that's just what you do on planes. But I think it partly has to do with how 
crazy planes are. Mm-hmm. Like I think that your you know less conscious <clears throat> mind knows a lot about what's happening. That your conscious self is trying to tell yourself a story. That you're sitting in a luxury device watching calm movies in a very calm, <laughs> relaxed atmosphere. Your rest of your body knows that's bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it knows. So when you if you're high, you tap better into that side. And it knows what's actually happening, so it's feeding you. It's sensing with its sensors what's really going on, and it's feeding in your conscious mind is getting this input that's very intense as a result. So you try to ignore that on the plane. My recommendation on a plane is if you're slightly nervous at takeoff, for whatever reason, and you're like, you're, you want to say, you know, I'm going to try to pretend I'm not here. I'm going to put in my headphones. I'm going to shut that thing. I'm just going to be calm. I really think that's the most wrong approach possible because it's what makes you so out of whack with your own self. You should open that window and, like, you should be, when the plane goes up, I think everybody ought to be going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it should feel like. And you know that's what it should feel like. It's like, and then you would feel, then you wouldn't feel, you know, that's the right feeling. That's not a bad, that's a positive <laughs> feeling. It's like, oh shit, we're up there, we're up there. Yeah, you give everybody a high five. You'd be relaxed. That would the rest be of the cool. Flight. That would be awesome. But yeah. everybody pretending like they're just having a martini and a Xanax, and it's just that's what's weird. <laughs> that's true. So if you get high, that leaks out. I think that would be fun too if you were high and that happened. Everybody start cheering and yelling and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so great. But one thing that did happen that was funny was I was like, when I was up there and I was like, okay, just kind of chill, close your eyes, you know, I'm fine, whatever. I kind of dozed off. And I think the landing gear came down and I went, Yeah, you screamed. (laughs) And four or five people turned around and looked at me and Toby and and Toby was laughing. And I was like, I just closed my eyes and laid back over. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say or do. I just, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, when I get on a plane, I uh, I sat next to two pilots on my flight last weekend. Like, sitting next to two pilots is no good. Because the way they talk is, oh, like, right. way too casual about everything that's going on. And, like, stories from something. Like, the way they talk, it's like you're barely staying up in the air. God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, right. they know everything that's happening. And they'll go, oh, what was, yeah, yeah, he must have done this or that or whatever right there. Uh, looking out the window, talking about the flaps and how they're going. And like, they just know exactly everything that's happening and they are talking to each other because they don't get to do it much. Uh, Cause if they're in the cockpit, they can't um, pilots cannot talk in the cockpit other than flight details. Like they're not allowed to have personal. Shoot, yeah. You cannot shoot the shit in the cockpit. You can only talk about what is happening as it relates oh, to the flight. Crazy. So you get them in a seat next to each other on the plane and it was a three-hour flight. I heard they talked the whole time. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, Dude, "This is terrible." I hate hearing all. I hated hearing everything they were saying because it was just too. It, it was too much knowledge. That's funny. All happening. I can think about now is is uh, a one of those movies where it all takes place in one within one shot, and it's a. You know, sexual tension between two pilots in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. And the whole drama plays out, and they have to figure out ways to talk official to convey their their uh, romance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole movie's in the yeah. cockpit. Yeah, the whole movie's in the cockpit, and then they have to, all of it's through plain altitude language mo- and shit. And the movie is actually called The Cockpit. The cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good idea. 
That's a good idea for a movie. Yes, yeah, I, I like those one one offs where you just like what single shot type things. Right. That'd be a good play. You could write that you as, do a as a play, play for first. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway. Man, you do a you do a shitload of weed. Have, have you not had like a <laughs> serious freak out in recent? I mean, because you do more than anybody I know. Uh, anybody you know? Well, who else do we know that does more? No one does more than you. I don't think. Who who would I? I mean, maybe I mean, there is, but I mean, you're the most. It's Matt Carter and then <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Then Snoop Dogg. Dogg. Yeah, that's yeah. the next one. It's like yeah. Matt, Joey Diaz, Snoop yeah. Dogg. And that's it. <laughs> I don't think of myself as that heavy of a user for sure, but I don't. Even, I still don't even smoke flour. I still never have. Smoke flour. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even smoke actual fire. You know, it's just I got a vape, so it doesn't seem like a lot. Um, but I do get. Um, I mean, I can't explain another way other than the way Lunsford says what he wouldn't like. That's what I like. The, you right. know, just that's what you look for or want. Well, yeah. I like all of the types of. Sometimes I love the funny times and the laughing and the silly, and right, you know what right. I mean. But it's, it's, it's. There's a version of it of every type of of way to be, and some of them are more like intense. Yeah. So sometimes you can get what other people would call it paranoid, but you know. It's like I I just try to it you know it's not it's a it's not a matter of enjoy that but it's like you're having a real experience or something I try to re I try to make that experience as real as possible and not sh- shrink from that experience that in itself is a test yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's own limit like it's not to try to be crazy it's just if you have a challenging experience well that's interest that's interesting too it's sometimes really fun. Yeah. It's crazy because okay, so yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about what we did this weekend or something like that. But um, when was it? Saturday night, Toby, that you guys came to the fireworks? Yeah. And then last night we went to like you know we get we've been invited to this Fourth of July party for two or three years in a row. We hadn't gone, so we're like, well, we probably should. Gotta go. So we went to this one, and I took swinger party. (laughs) Yes, I took I took probably two milligrams i mean just two like <laughs> the littlest and, and just the, and just enough to you know kind of loosen me up to enjoy myself right you know what i mean but it hit me again i mean not like <laughs> got you not i mean not like crazy not like crazy but you know I, I was like i got there and i was like all right well i definitely feel it and here we go yeah that's what it felt like but yeah. it's so crazy because how how it makes you think so differently. I don't understand it. How does it make you think and see things so differently? It's so wild. I know to me, and that's all I could think about last night. I just kept thinking, how can I be thinking so differently than normal right now? I was just seeing everybody and how they were interacting, and I was so conscious of this social environment I was in. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow. It's just like. People are the kids are doing their own thing. They're just figuring it out over there. The adults are, you know. I was just like yes, analyzing yeah, yeah. everything. I was like, gosh, this is crazy. And I, I mean, but I was like, I took two. I mean, that's all I took. And it just was like, wow, this is crazy. How it makes me think this way. I would I say I probably the way you're thinking that when you're thinking that way and you're seeing the this group yeah, and yeah. that group and you're, you said analyzing like that. I think that's how I am normally feeling. Yeah, I could see that. That sounds like more the way I'm, what I'm like there. And so for me, weed brings this attention to a social anxiety that I guess I have that I never knew that I had. 
if that yeah. makes sense. So I can handle almost any social environment because I have a way of just blocking things out. And I just do what I'm doing. But weed, right. all of a sudden, is back to me noticing, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, everything matters so much that I say right now or whatever. Like, right. Because, I, you know, I, I have a way of just not, you know, I toggle back and forth. It's like, you know, I think I feel that social pressure probably more than most people my way of dealing with is to block it so it's like weed makes me back to oh my gosh this is i am this is an intense social situation right now and that's fun yeah it is fun because it's intent but it's fun because it's incredibly awkward and (laughs) uncomfortable and scary it's so. funny because Devin just talk <laughs> talks a lot more. I do than normal, yeah. and then I don't know if I talk as much. No, you no, talk Toby, less. Yeah, Toby reels it in big time. But but I really enjoy myself that way. Like it's nice feeling that. Like not that I have I need to carry or get attention or be funny or anything like that. And then stuff still is really funny to me. That's what my favorite thing about it is when just something just makes you laugh. More yeah. deeply than normal. That's well, just and, so and great. What I love about it too is I feel like you're very supportive of one another. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like I have something to say in that moment, and I think I'm going to tell Toby this, and he is going to like it. That's the right. way I feel. Yeah. Like he's yeah. going to like it, and he's going <laughs> to have fun with yep. me. It feels like a supportive community <laughs> or something. <laughs> so I like it. But, but makes, if you were in a non-supportive environment, you would also feel like, wait, maybe I don't trust these people as much as I thought I did. Right. Right? And that's then you true. Feel, yeah, and then you true. know, but then you have an insight that you wouldn't have had. Yeah. Like, if I notice that I'm really uncomfortable around certain people, then I at least get to notice that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And say, wait a minute, does that mean something? <laughs> you know? Did y'all do anything for the 4th of, uh, for fireworks or anything like that? Yep, and I went to. I did two fun things. I went to up to where Josh's dad's place is in Gold oh, yeah. where Dave yeah. got a place. So th- they've got a place up in this campground. RVs. So up there Saturday, it's like an RV. You know, it's like you know the movie Snatch. Yes, it's like it's that. like that. <laughs> the Pikes. Yeah, right. The Gypsies. I, yeah, yeah. It's basically that because that's really what kind of people that you know Joe Head is and Josh Head is and Dave Powell mm-hmm. is and I too am. It's yeah. the kind of it's the kind of people. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's you know it's really I really identify with the overall the hunter gatherer nomadic like that is right. You can't argue with me that that's not right. That is yeah. better. You, right. you know, you just want a castle or something, but just be a nomad. It is. It certainly is better. Je- like yeah. Jesus. I mean, that that's obviously right to me. But maybe that's just my preference. But when I that that's. But you know, they have like five lots with uh, a bunch of campers, and the people build roofs on the campers there. It's this really nice community, and they have a pool. But it's like, a, you know, a lot of those RV parks turn into trashy places where people just like hide out or whatever this yeah. is stays like a campground so it stays really nice but anyway dave bought a lot there and a camper so all we got to do now is just drive up there anytime we want with no we don't have to pay anything or have any responsibility so i can just drive my family up and go to dave, dave and awesome. joe's and go to the pool and just like it's just a free camp it's a free right. available wow. campground so that's great and i have no responsibility you know what i mean i tend to get myself in situations where i gotta do a bunch of work or whatever but not this so it's just like that and Josh's bar because Josh has a bar. Right. Mm-hmm. I got no stake in that. 
That's true. But I could just go down there and leave. It's pretty neat. <laughs> wow. <I could>. That's <laughs> true. Whatever happens, I don't have to clean up at the end of the night. I don't have to pay the bill. I don't have to talk to the landlord. You know, right. just my friends That's are borrowing. Nice. My friends are can't. So I'm feeling pretty good about those two. And then we went last night down to the Studleys and, um, we did a bunch of fireworks because Seth gets really crazy ones from Indian Reservation. <laughs> yeah. And so. Y'all did the big ones. Yeah, it was really, it was, I mean, and it was, I, you know, the experience I had was kind of like I felt that I was going to be very calm and not be stupid. And then <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth had something else where he, like he was home recently and he was doing something and his mom fell like, like they were doing, playing with a kite on the beach and Seth's mom fell. So Seth was all being real careful. He was like, look, man, he gave me some like, <laughs> some like kind of, <laughs> so, kind of almost moral talk. Like, look, man, my mom fell. So, you know, it's just like, we're going to keep it cool or whatever. Like, like, <laughs> like man, <laughs> it's but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm not getting into all, you know, Right. You know, right. new year, new me. I'm not get, whatever. Um, and we started shooting off fireworks, but you know, it, it got crazy. You know, me and Seth, <laughs> so we it still got crazier. Apart. Yeah, crazier. I, I, I thought like I'm not impulsive like that, but I just it got really exciting. We got you know we we eventually Seth is like saying. All right, turn the mortar upside down, blow it up on the ground. You know, like, right, right, right. And we blew up a bunch of stuff, and you know, it didn't take long at all. And it was just back, just back to do it. Couldn't, couldn't resist it. It's just, I wanted to leave before it got dark. You know, I was like, we just need to, we'll get on out of here. You know, get, I mean, just. But then the sun goes down. Then you get the fireworks. Then you're giving your kids Roman candles. I mean, right. it gets, it gets pretty exciting. So maybe I don't know if that's a dad fail or not. But Jerry. What, you know, got to four year old got to really launch some Roman candles last night, which is it was fun. <laughs> it's <was> pretty exciting. <laughs> What'd you do, Lunsford? Uh, well, Cassie had to work, so uh, we just hung out at the house all day in the backyard. I, you know, nothing really. It was pretty, it's pretty yeah. depressed. Well, Fourth of July is my favorite holiday outside of Christmas, it really is. You didn't like cook anything or. I mean, I grilled burgers, but at eight o'clock when Cassie got home, so it was just Uh-oh. kind of a bummer because I like to hang out and do stuff. But I mean, our neighborhood where we live now is cool because it's kind of the it's in Nashville, but it's suburban a little bit, and there's a lot of rednecks, and then there's a lot of Mexicans. So there was a lot of fireworks That's in our neighborhood man. last night. It was like it sounded like war, like all night. It was very fun, but but huh. I, it got me thinking about that. Um, Cause you know, there's a big discourse around fireworks with people with the dogs and stuff. Oh, right. when their dogs, dogs for off. sure. Yeah, like yeah. The, like you right. go on the internet and like people are like dog mental trauma. Fi- fireworks yeah. are terrible, you know that type of thing. Like right. people get really mad about yeah. fireworks, and I can't. Every year, I'm I'm blown away. I just like they think it's going anywhere. Like we're gonna get rid of fireworks because of the dogs, <laughs> right? It's insane. It's really insane. I see it every year. Like, so are we, are we gonna take it easy on the fire on a Facebook group? Right. Like, what do you, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> like, and then somebody tries to bring up the veterans with PTSD, which oh, I, that always happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, fair point, I guess, but we're still not gonna stop. I mean, doing yeah. fireworks ever. But, it's not like you can't kind of get away from it. Yeah, it, like, it will not stop. It will never stop. I have an idea. I want to propose legislation that on Fourth of July, any veteran that has PTSD, we send them on a 
the government pays for them to go on a vacation. <laughs> we, I'm okay. serious. I'm dead. Yeah. I am dead fucking serious. I would sign up for that. Yeah. Like, somebody's we really, send, yeah. If, if, if you seriously have PTSD and you're a combat veteran, we will send you to Cancun. Oh, the PTSD for the, for the cruise? Weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or a cruise or yeah, something. Right. Good idea. <laughs> but isn't that a good idea? Don't yeah, you well, think? Yeah. I agree. I, I'm like... What, I'm, you send to PTSD I, Island? I mean, what? <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm so sick of hearing about it because it's never going to go away. We're not getting rid of fireworks. And like the first and, year they get sent out, some country they go to just starts yeah. unreal fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> We sat on that place where the firework factory blew up. Wasn't that last year? You remember that? Like blew up a half a building because of old fireworks or something like that? Oh, man. I heard that uh, Nashville was going to have like the most populated downtown firework show of any city or something like that. They did. Like, did they? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I read an article about it. It was supposed to be like unbelievable amounts of people there. And, and, I, and I was like, God, I'm so glad I'm not there. Because we mm. went for the NFL draft and the streets were so packed. You, couldn't, you just couldn't do anything. Like if yeah. you would have had to have been yeah. there at like six in the morning and get some spot and then still unbel- you would not been able to move until everybody left. Like there was yeah. no going anywhere when it was that crowd. I guess the same way as New York for Times Square, uh, dropping the ball pre- or something. It's pretty shocking though in it happening in Nashville when they do events like that where there's like a hundred and fifty thousand people at in downtown Nashville, yeah. which uh, is that's like crazy. that's I mean that's like thirty percent of the people that live here. I know. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess Nashville's getting a lot of California people too, right? I mean, like everybody's yeah. leaving California and coming to Nashville and Austin, and I, I thought it would maybe be more some other places too. Uh, when we were talking about fireworks, it reminded me of this. This is that video you sent us, Devin. Let's see if you can hear the lady. Oh, Karen. Stop. <laughs> Firecrackers are going off. <laughs> that soundtrack of that video is pretty crazy. If you just take the audio, it's just I mean, woman screaming with explosions everywhere. <laughs> She's saying, "Stop! This is my neighbor," and, and and the people are like, "Just not." I mean, they can't. But she's screaming louder than the yeah. fireworks. <laughs> I mean, louder than the fireworks. You can hear her. You can hear the fireworks going off, and she's just losing it. And there's no there's no wind there. She doesn't, I mean, yeah. everything that, about that is just awful. I mean, there's no nothing good at all that comes from it. Nobody learned their lesson. Nobody, learned, she didn't, you know, nothing. There wasn't anything. It's just she left her house and screamed at people that were having fun that hadn't had the, gotten to shoot fireworks in like two years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She hadn't been fireworks in over two years. Really. So do you think it, that was like just a normal time or do you think that was like really late and she just was fed up? Or you think it was Maybe like it just, was late. Isn't that her neighborhood and she didn't want them in there? Yeah. I mean, if it was like one in the morning, but I don't think it was. I How mean, long? If it is, who cares? Yeah, I know. I know. Like, why are we, what are we doing? Okay, I got a there's hypothetical. A, I got a hypothetical kind of people for you. that don't, they just, I don't I know. understand. Some people think about it a whole different way. <laughs> well, I don't know what else. Look, I got a hypothetical question for you. All right. How long would it take for you to react like she did <laughs> if, if fireworks were going off continuously? <laughs> How many hours? You mean for like no reason? Well, let's say it's Fourth of July. Let's they say started fourth, and they didn't stop. Let's say they started on Fourth of July at eight nine, 9 p.m. Yeah. How long 
continuously would it have to uh, happen before you acted like she did? I don't know. I mean, twenty four hours. I was going to say seventeen days. I think. I think seventeen the, days. I think there would be this like, oh my god, yeah. They, yeah. they're still going. Ha, ha, you know, my Lord. <laughs> you know, five days in, you're like, oh, and you start, maybe we get a hair mad, but then you go, I can't believe this is pretty funny. It's unbelievable. Wonder how long they'll keep going, and then I think by seventeen you'd be <laughs> seventeen <laughs> about days. two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks of nonstop fireworks, you would lose it. But you know, she lost it after like 30 minutes. Probably. I know. Oh, I know. right, right, 15, right. 15, 30 minutes on She was probably July. trying to sleep or something yeah. and then just woke up mad or whatever. That would be one of the worst tortures, you know, those, those kind of when they sleep torture people and stuff like blast music at them in the prison oh, yeah. or right. whatever. <laughs> How would you feel if you found out that they really, really tortured the people super bad with our music? Like oh, like <laughs> Demon Hunter? No, with Emory. or whatever. It's like no, it but was, I'm saying, but yeah. didn't they do that? I don't know. Didn't they? Did they do that with Demon Hunter, or was that what they played Demon Hunter to go kill Bin Laden or something like that? Oh, yeah, really? They did. I think I heard read that somewhere. Yeah, oh, that's weird. It was something about the SEAL team was listening to Demon Hunter together or something like that. Yeah, to get to get amped up to go get <laughs> Bin Laden. But you're uh, saying like in Zero Dark Thirty, where they did you see that movie? Just play super loud. They're playing like loud metal music, but it was just the question. Yeah, they just played it, like, <laughs> to, to, like tortured people with it. Yeah. I'd feel sad. That was crazy. <laughs> when you think about that torture stuff, I mean, that they must have really done bad stuff in in the wars to to spies or you know enemies that they call. I mean, because now you hear about waterboarding, and I know that's awful. I mean, it'd be horrific. But I mean, I bet they did just. Just even the worst stuff. Like, oh gosh! And then still killed them or. But I mean, you like some guy on you know uh, shoots your your friend who's your a soldier, and then y'all capture that guy, and then you just want to hurt him or something, you know? Because oh, he killed he killed some of your men, and it's just gosh, I can't even imagine how horrific that was. Like just brutal wars. Like, I guess just you brutal. have to just change. Uh, I mean that. I guess you have to. You just become a different person pretty quick, right? I mean, yeah. As soon well, as it happens what, once or twice, it's like, well, you're just a different person. You do you do what you got to do or something. I don't know. I guess that's what they train you for, right? I mean, in the Marines, yeah. they just try to brainwash you just to be killer, just to be a killer, and right. not yeah. just fuck everything. Could you? And then you just got to come back. Then? That's what I understand. They just they're supposed to come mm-hmm. back and be, you know regular people working you, at the bank or something you know what I mean like, but they but they like had to go through unbelievable stuff yeah then they gotta it's like when we get back from tour <laughs> right I mean exactly. I, obviously to, same to exact the, thing to the hundredth degree but <laughs> but like when we get back from tour you know it, you feel different like you feel like okay I'm weird my mind is weird and right. then you, you're expected to be a dad instantly right. or whatever and normal but it takes a couple days yeah at least to feel like okay, I got to get reacclimated to my environment here, so I cannot imagine I know. coming back from a war and well, just I, being like, okay, jump in and into society and do normal stuff. I tried to argue with Cassie. I was like, hey, after tour, I need to give me two days in a hotel room alone, and it will be better. But <laughs> they, it just would be better. It'd be better for everybody, but it, you can't get them to go yeah. along with it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know. if you came back from combat, you don't think you could ask for a couple of days? Can I, <laughs> 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 can I get a couple could days? I, could I get a couple of days? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, me and Toby, we had ourselves a good old time on uh, July third. Yes, we did. 
at the Monticello Fireworks, yep. boys. I, I was telling Matt on uh, the bonus episodes for the BC Club that it was really fun <clears throat> being in a small town and it was just, it was easy to get there and, you know, it was just a few fun, you know, little food trucks and the music was funny. And, you know, the guy, yeah, the speakers, yeah. it was like the guy just had all kinds of different sizes of speakers. And he just put all of them in front of his little <laughs> sound booth and just did it. And I was like, oh, that's just so funny. And, you know, there was only mm-hmm. like eight toilets or something, you know, where it, and it was just, it was just really nice and easy. I mean, it was yeah. just so, yeah. and the fireworks were great. I hate it great. when there's more than eight toilets. Oh, I know. No, I want to, <laughs> it'll kill you. No, I'm saying I wish there was more, but the fireworks were actually pretty amazing. I yeah, mean, they, they were. I guess because it was so close too, we got to sit right on the edge of this little lake, little pond or whatever, and the fireworks just were so loud and bright, and it was just, it was awesome. I mean, I just yeah. loved it. It's a cool experience. I mean, especially like small town stuff is because we took a school bus to the thing. You know, you park in the parking lot, you ride a school bus, just a little easier, you know, and all that. You get there, people are just kind of chilling, hanging out. Your kids are doing sparklers over there. You know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a cool thing. But I mean, I, it's really fun. Like it's one of those things. I was kind of curious how Toby would enjoy it because I'm used to it now. You know what I mean? Right. And Toby is kind of like one of his first things i'm like i wonder if toby's gonna enjoy this like is it is it what he wants to do or is it more just my thing now but it, he as soon as we sat down in our lounge chairs he goes now this is my speed right here <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right here we go here we go it was great do y'all feel patriotic like you when it's all going you know fourth of july you feel like you love america i kind of do like, like I'm, 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 I'm i mean i don't know if i would say it like that that i love america but i do think it's pretty unbelievable the country we live in with all its faults. And, you know, we got to have that disclaimer, I guess, these days. But, <laughs> I mean, it, of course it has a shitload of problems, but, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, people did fight for our freedom. I know we're we're all colonizers, but, damn it, I mean, I think the whole world has been colonizers uh, from the beginning, it seems like. But uh, I, I do think, like, sometimes the musical play, and you'll hear Lee Greenwood, and you know it's coming, but there's a little bit of that nostalgia or something, and I'm proud to yeah. be, because you know the words. Yeah. You've heard it forever, and it's just, everybody there, you, you, for a minute, you can feel like, that is my brother or sister standing here. That, you know, I mean, they, they're nothing like me. They're weird, or they're, you know, they wouldn't like me or my music or whatever, but for a, just for a song, a few fireworks, you feel like, man, maybe maybe we are a country that cares about each other or something. You know, then you wake up to reality. Yeah. But I, I really loved it. It was funny. Devin, I told uh, Matt, uh, I sat beside Megan's parents, Connie and Dave, and I was like, oh, this will be fun. I said, <laughs> I knew that it would, uh, it would get their attention. We could start talking. I said, uh, you know, it is just so crazy that we went from – super vocal Trump that's in the news every day and he's saying this and he's doing it to basically like we don't even have a president and they both sat up and they're like I know I know because I mean, you know, and, 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 they, weren't, they didn't even talk bad about Biden they were agreeing with my point right, I mean right. it is it is weird I mean we went from the most abrasively vocal that used his vo- vocal cords and fingers to communicate messages Oh, unbelievably more than anybody. I mean, it, it, he tweeted at like one in the morning, just bullshit. I mean, he was it was unbelievable. Right. To now, you you don't see the president almost at all, and when you do, you're rooting for him not to really say something like very bad, like as keep a mistake, it cool, dude. You know what yeah, I mean? Just keep it chill. Yeah, and he's just not there, and it's kind of crazy. But I just thought that was fun. I was like, oh, I, it was I, funny. You know, I'll just 
I can talk here. Yeah, I enjoyed watching you, you know, play it up over there because you were they were loving it. They were loving it. it. <laughs> I was enjoying myself. I was trying like, to remember. Yeah, Toby, man, he's in party mode right now. Well, that's, that, once again, that's my speed because like Connie's like Jess's mom, you know, Midwest and Christian yeah. and you know, but but funny and we'll say like I mean, she got some funny stories from her past that she even would say, and then she's acting silly <laughs> yeah. or whatever about it. But what did I do on the bus? And she said, Toby, you know, it reminded me of just like. Older ladies that are kind of laughing at what I'm doing are just in shock that I would do it and laughing. But I, was it? I was because I was making fart just noises. Just the nonstop fart sounds. Was it the nonstop farting all the way back to the to the high school? <laughs> there was a bus full of people, and in the back is Toby and all our kids and me, like in front of them. But it was nonstop fart sounds for fifth, the 15 minute ride the back full to the bus high school. of Monticellans. <laughs> It was it was hilarious and unbelievable. I love it, but it was fun though. I mean, it's it's good. I don't know. It's a good it's a good speed. Yeah, I can. I, I small town for me probably now forever. I don't know why I would ever go back to a city. It doesn't offer me anything. <laughs> Nothing. Luncher's in the suburbs now, and that Matt's the only one even close to a city. And they're gonna run. But he you, loves, run, he loves run the, you out of there. But Matt yeah. loves the campground. He might end up living up there. Oh, for yeah. oh he could live. He can get him a couple plots up there. Get you. I identify with the homeless in the city, and I identify with the people that camp, and I identify with the people at truck stops. <laughs> you know, is it? It's just what I identify with naturally. I mean, I can yeah. play other parts. I can do it all, but that's just what's natural for me. Is that Dev, <laughs> uh, Dev and I went and saw Quiet Place Two, and it, oh boy, it was good. We'll talk about the movie, but after we left, we pulled up. Devin pulled up to a stoplight, and there was a homeless man with a bucket, and he's going. And he was hitting it, and it reminded me exactly of the noise that the alien thing in Quiet Place makes. And, and so there's a homeless person there, but the same reaction as a, you have to have to a homeless person as you do to one of the alien things. I said, Devin, don't look to your left. Look at it. Don't, don't look. Devin, don't look. <laughs> we had the exact I mean, you're, same you're, in your car, you're in your vehicle looking straight ahead. Not, I'm not going to pay attention to do my left. Do not make eye contact. Do not let them hear you. Or they will, you know, they're going to knock on your window and stuff like that. But that movie was good. And it was good it to be was. back in the movie theater. Yeah. That's the second movie Devin and I've seen. Uh, and, yeah, oh, man, it was really good. Matt, you, you got to see the first one. You'd really like the first one. Yeah, I'll get to it. You won't. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a it's long fine. list. I mean, there's it's lots fine. of stuff people say. I'll say I'll, I'll probably get to it, you know, eventually. There's, you don't uh, ever choose to watch a movie. Bridget watches lots of TV uh, yeah. and lots She's, of movies, yeah. and you happen to be in the same room sometimes. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. what happens, right? You don't ever choose to watch something. Correct. Is there ever a time you've chosen to watch something? Like, There's too since, much since else you've to had do. kids? I mean, I've been <laughs> watching Hunger Games with the, with the girls, and I'm big on that. I think Hunger Games passes the test for me. Yeah. But you That's didn't pick one. it. You didn't choose it, did you? Um, I mean, I choose... You. I, I choose. I'm exploring stuff like that. I'm interested in those big, when there's a whole universe, like, and it's really well, those really dense series is where there's a lot to do and they do it well, tends to work out really good. But so, you know, we watch, I watch one movie and focus on it a week. Okay. That's pretty good. But, you know, but I don't watch movie to veg out or anything. I listen to podcasts still. I do audio books and, you know, there's, it is, it is on big time with VR and me. Oh, you, you, you got the your Oculus? Oculus? 
Yeah, I haven't really used it yet. <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> what do you mean it's on big time? Yeah. Well, the, the oh, limited yeah. amount I put it on, the experiences I'm having are, it's, it's I mean. Oh, you know, I bet being high too and doing it is crazy. Well, I, th- there's something. Um, Toby and I were just talking about me, uh, like Toby was saying on the episode that I'm like my mom and going to become more fruity and woo-woo and all that kind of stuff. And I I resist that, but I understand what he means by that. But the thing that I've come to understand is that I, it's like I'm very hyper-rational and logical and try to figure everything out. But that's because that's like a reaction to not... Be, immediately being te- swept away and taken by things because I, I think I'm more really am a believer type of like I have to try not to believe in everything. Yeah. Like I yeah. get taken by ideas and thoughts to crazy places. So, you know what I mean? So the, to stay grounded is what I'm always working to do. Cause otherwise I go, away i float away i you know i can really believe crazy ideas and thoughts and everything like that so it's like i bounce between the two but vr when i'm putting it on now that it's good enough and stuff i've only put it on a couple of times but i'm having experiences i'm i am gone away from this place when i put that thing on <laughs> i just I, i'm just susceptible to it in this way what game that, are you playing though what are you looking at yeah, what, what are you doing watching youtube it's, vr what I have. I mean, it's he just, was on the menu. It's just the menu. <laughs> he was on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's setting up his profile. His avatar. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. He's got the you, new brown you, hair. You're, <laughs> you're nailing God. it right now. You're nailing it right now. That is exactly how far I've gotten. I'm in another <laughs> place. <laughs> I knew it. Where am I? Matt just looks and talks to the I'm, menu for like 10 minutes like, oh my God, it's, Lord. It's just, yeah, I'm full, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a way I've always resisted video games and all that stuff. Like, I don't play any video games, you know? But I know what is, the, I know the power of it is what I'm saying. But it's going to overtake me at some point. And, You're going to be you know, overtaken by your Oculus goggles. Well, that's not the way I see it. That's not the way I would describe it, but it's just that I went, okay, so I put it on and I got in the avatar. I was like in this, I went to this thing like called the venue. So it was supposed to be like music and stuff. And I, you know, uh, it put me in this green room and I got to make my avatar and put on my outfit. And then I went to the thing and then it took me away to the lobby and it felt, I mean, you know, the. I was really lost in that process. And then it took me into this lobby of this theater and there was other avatars in there. And I, and, and I, you know, you see them and they're like looking weird and going in circles and stuff. Right. The other, there, Cause that's what I'm doing. And then, but you, it's really not that hard. And I walk up to them and I'm seeing them and I'm thinking, can I talk to him or something? And he says, are you something real? I said, I'm real. And said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm real. <laughs> like, he said, oh, I said, well, where I'm are you? Real. I said, I'm in Seattle. He said, I'm in, I'm in Sweden. Wow. You know? And and then this other guy was from India, and then there was a little kid. And we said, well, can we just go wherever? And so we said, okay. And we went into this room, and we walked down the hall, and we opened this door, and we went to a theater. And there was, like, somebody singing, and we were in a VIP box. Oh um, we were in a VIP box, like, looking, watching this person perform, but it was just the four of us. And I'm hearing the real voices, and one of them's a kid, and I'm in this room with them watching a concert. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And so, and then at some point, like something 
crazy happens, like there's an earthquake or something, and all this crazy noise happens, which is really like like Bridget and the kids ripping the the thing off my head, and I don't I'm law lo- I don't you know like what the fuck, and I never saw those people again, and that was it. And then I was back in my living room, and I never talked to those people again. And then I'm back here. Right. Was there a way to get their Ooh. contact info? Or, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> no, I couldn't find them if I wanted to. What if you meet somebody you like in there? Is I there, don't know. Do you, I don't know. But, and this all happened in probably, you know, <laughs> two and a half minutes or something. But it was like, I, you know, the time was like I was completely, like I couldn't understand where I, I was very disoriented. You know, after the two and a half minutes of that. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't, I can't even, like, I don't even know what's going to happen now. But I mean, I haven't even, that's all, that's the only time I've used it. I put, I I, I put it on another time or two, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I lose, you you know, it seems like it's like a, you know what I mean? Y'all don't, it seems like it's going to be really crazy. I agree. Well, I mean, I only put it on for 10, 15 minutes at Dave's house and I, it, I can attest it. It's crazy. I mean, as soon as you're in there, you're just like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I mean, it felt like you are in a different world, or at least a different place, and it sucks you in. Fast. But when I talked to the other person, that's when I didn't it talked to that's, people. That's when it made me like <clears throat> the social environment became actual. Like it wasn't like a chat right. room where you can say whatever. It's like oh, I like I was talking to the guy. Like I was with him. I I was with the the other people the, yeah, in the, that's crazy you know and so i don't that just i don't understand what to do with that well i would really like i mean i know they're kind of doing it but i would totally love to go to a football game with y'all or something right yeah, yeah no. like are they doing that yeah. you know yeah, yeah that one of the things is like you could sit down and look like you're at a movie theater and there's there can be yeah, people to yeah. your left and right, like where Matt was, and you just all go and watch. But play how games. would I know that it's like Toby and Deb? Would because you all, it'll, it'll look. It'd be like this, except for way more. And we'd be seeing yeah. the game happen, at, like, and we could react together. Right now, we'll talk. see your avatar, yeah. but in probably less than ten years, it'll just be you. But the right. avatar is fine because you hear the native audio, right. and it's like, oh, right. It's a 3D native audio generating thing with the full personality of, I mean, the real time personality of your friend. Yeah, and but in, the game you'd be and watching your spatial is, mind comes on, and then you feel yourself saying the stuff freakiest to the other thing person. to me you too, Lunsford, which is crazy, is like, say we're all watching the game together, and you're like, oh, I want to eat some chips or something. It has like six cameras or something on the front of it to where you can just hit the button, and all of a sudden you're seeing your 100% your room, but it's all in black and white, like a. A little bit wavy, like it, it, you're seeing the same room, but in a new reality, and almost like, a, and it's weird. But you can do that, like that's why it'd be amazing because you go, oh, where's my beer at? You hit the thing, now you're, you're there, but you're still in virtual. You there, right? Like wherever you're at right now, yeah. when you put the goggles on, it's your house, but now it's virtualized <laughs> in a way or whatever. I don't know, uh, digitized, I guess is the better way to say it. And then, so you're when those goggles are on, you can stay digitized. As long as you want, like even yeah. walking around your house, going to the There's bathroom. There's no reason not to. Yeah, you just leave it on. So I mean, yeah, why would you got to leave the it? The weird thing that really freaked me out though was just, uh, and Matt and I were talking about this too. This it already seems outdated and uh, it's a piece of junk. Those it's goggles. nothing compared to what's coming. I mean, it's those nothing. goggles are already outdated, right? Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's nothing I compared to what's coming. Yeah, those are the first. the The signal for me is the fact that this is wireless. $300 subsidized by Facebook to get your data and right. beat Apple to the marketplace. It's cheap consumer trash that you can let your kids tear up. 
That's how you know it's time to right. start paying yeah. attention. It's, it's, yeah, it's nice or whatever, but it's not like this thing I'm even going to have to take care of. It's just some plastic that costs a third of what my phone costs. Right. That's so crazy. it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Now it's usable to yeah. me. Because I, you know what I mean? I don't get the nice telescope, right. although I like outer space. That's not me. Right. So the, it's at right at the point right now, and this is Facebook getting in early to beat Apple to marketplace. But as soon as there's the Apple version, and you can iMessage in it, because I can already Facebook Messenger directly in it and start a, a room in Facebook Messenger. Wow! Like you know how you're in a Facebook crazy. group, of people you can just turn the VR on and you're also with them, right? Or something. So, I mean, the difference in nobody having it and everybody having it is. You know, so I'm sounding the alarm as in that's going to happen. Whenever that moment is where it's like, well, you would assume somebody has it as opposed to doesn't have it. We're not at that moment yet. Right. But we already have the thing that there'll be a version of it very soon from Apple or Facebook or Google or Microsoft. But, you know, we're just all going to get the Apple. Or Elon that's Musk. Just, and it'll be like, well, uh, you know, the blue uh, the blue window for Apple's text groups, that's going to be the same feeling you have with your you know, VRAR device. Right. Soon. Right. So you're going to, so you already know if you're an Apple person, then that's just, you know, I get this Facebook one now, but when there's Apple one, I, you know, I have to throw this one in the garbage and get the Apple one because that'll be what it'll be. So that'll be the, it'll be like that type of tool in everybody's mm -hmm. life in every way. It seems like there's no way around that. There's no way that it's better to do a Zoom meeting than that. Right. Like once yeah. every, once it's native to everybody's personal technology stack. So, the only prediction to make is when is that how long do you think that'll be until somebody's VR AR device is something you assume any working professional in the middle upper class would have when is that crazy right? think about how much money is going to be made from stuff like just think like if you hey it's a dollar to sit and watch the world series in the super bowl right you know and well, a billion and a bit but a billion people right do, you know yeah. Right. Like a, if the Super Bowl was a dollar to sit there on your thing and watch it from the fifty yard line, oh, and the attendance is one, you yeah. know, the uh, ticket one sales billion. are one billion, yeah, one yeah. billion. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. there's some some uh, tech stuff there, bandwidth or whatever. Like it'll be great because whatever, in theory but, you could do great things with that and have it be like sliding scale, like so. There's regions with the poorest places where it's free and places where it's you know costs more and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right, you can easily have that be the way the world works if you want. Yeah, to. our our art guy, he says he already plays golf with his buddies in different places and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, pretty soon you got. I mean, I think you guys could just podcast anywhere you wanted no, to. I know. <laughs> so the moment yeah. like now, we'll just put the thing on and we'll just say, hey, where do we want to podcast from? Like tonight. the green room at the Troubadour. Right. Yeah, like, say, I, right, it well. feel like after me being in it for a few minutes, I don't understand why we're not doing that right now. I already don't understand why not. Like what? Which device? Which app is it that we need so that that we do that immediately? Like when? That's to true. me, it'll be obviously that we'd record our music act in some kind of spatial surround sound and that yeah. as soon as possible. I mean, right. it could be. It seems like it's our, we already could do it. I mean, I don't know what the technologies are. So, I'm, but I officially, that's official. It's an official interest of mine that I am now open to. So I, you know. That, I don't know what'll happen next. Well, the but it's is like unpredictable. Oculus four. <laughs> yeah. Oculus. But when do you think everybody what's what's the date you think everybody it'll be like what like the same as what's your phone or your email address? Like I you say it's five years. Yeah. Five years, I think it'll be wild. I'd say maybe 
seven or eight years. I'm going to push Aww. closer to a decade. Huh. I'm talking like as, as normal as like having an iPhone. That's not as normal, but you remember, like, let's say there's an event, like the iPhone event when Steve Jobs came out. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Within a couple of years, you know, from that event, most everybody had something like that. Right? Right. So when is that yeah. that event for Apple until it's like, as you know, somewhere between as many people that have the watch and the phone? I say Apple will make a big announcement that they their VR system is ready and going to be for sale within a year and a half from now. Their first gen. I'd say will be end of twenty. I'd say about end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Fall of twenty twenty two. Apple's going to say this is the VR iPhone version of the VR, and it'll be a f- still a fringe thing though. At oh that yeah. Time. yeah, It yeah, won't yeah. be intended at li- literally everybody quite yet. Right, but it'll and, be unbelievably user-friendly. generation will be, though. But has Apple ever done anything that wasn't intended at everybody quite yet? It wasn't nothing they've ever done is fringe. When they it's launched not fringe, the iPod, but no, it's like not, iPod was no, never right. fringe. No, but the watch isn't everybody though. Like, yeah, but that's like a kind of like a that's an early version yeah. of biometrics though. Like yeah, the watch is the, is like who's warm to putting stuff on their body and right. shit. Like it's not they're not the payoff of whatever they're doing with the watch is yet to come. It's like what will you put under your skin? So the watch is a test market for that. But you know, it's for a smaller di- so that's the way I, I think they would look at it. I mean, it's all over. I mean, the it, what, what the craziest thing is how much I was told that in the future they will try to put something a mark of the beast on you or something that they shoot in a, through a, in a needle into your arm and then they will have you. And, There's tons and of companies like, oh that want to know what your so willingness is to put something so, in your skin. Yeah, that sounds like the worst, scariest thing in the whole world in 1984, 85, 86, whatever. Right. But now I'm just like, yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, just, that way I don't have to carry this. Well, and eventually you know? it'll be what? What's the Neuralink or whatever? Yeah. What am I yeah. not going to get eventually, the chip? I know. Eventually it'll just be the Neuralink. <laughs> yeah. The you Elon Musk thing's already messing with pigs and making pigs <clears throat> improve. So I mean, you know, I mean, that's the exact same thing as you you say with the data argument. It's like, well, what are you going to do about your data? Right. That'd be the same with the chip. It's like, well, they already have it. Right. I already got the vaccine, so I know. might as well get the fucking chip. I mean, I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it, it is. It freaks me out a little bit that all of a sudden uh, the rise of VR coincides with well, somehow this you know pandemic hit and pushed us all inside to where you had to try and do everything you can. Uh, virtually all your meetings you don't even have to go right, to work right. anymore i mean how quickly did everybody go yeah just don't come into work we'll figure it out wasn't that wasn't that a pretty easy switch there i mean that's yeah, kind of really wild easy. isn't it that, that i yeah. mean that that all the companies went oh they're not going to come in we'll go virtual and it was that easy and the flip and i'm like holy shit and everybody just you know we complained a little bit about zoom or this or this guy got caught whacking off or something but i mean overall what a switch <laughs> my god yeah, most people are like i don't want to go back and, and, I mean, that's just wild. I mean, it, we are. It's, the same oh, thing yeah. happened to a lot of people in work. They just, <laughs> yeah, they just decided not, it was right. better not, not. Right. And everything was, yeah, I mean, somehow that, that worked out too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I would say the virtual stuff probably going to be pretty wild in five years. It might not be mainstream yet, but it'll be like, oh, my God. Like, you know, the it, it'll right. be something pretty serious at that point. And then uh, I think, too, probably – I might say in five years we might have universal basic income. I think that might America. It, yeah, I think I I think it's I don't think they're shutting that off. 
I think they're printing money and and maybe they just go, it's okay until it's not. So just keep going. And and you might not really have to print money. I mean, you might actually, it might really work and be cheaper. You know, I mean, wasn't Andrew Yang saying there was lots of issues, you know, if you, if you paid people a certain amount of money, it would actually save you money in the long run. So, I mean, I don't know. I support UBI from a libertarian perspective. I think it's the right thing. hundred percent. I mean, it just, it just doesn't matter. Like there's like yesterday, Jess and I, uh, we left the we did went to the fireworks here in Champaign, and when we left, there was a very mentally disturbed man trying to cross the street with his to get to his uh, uh, bucket or something he left out or whatever. But I mean his his face, the way he was walking, his clothes, and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy has real verifiable <laughs> just from viewing it mental illness, right? And and I, that it, that sent me on a whole thing of I mean that guy. It's pretty clear if you know when his his depression or anxieties and fears is it's strange when you know you just that guy compared to somebody that you know I don't know I'm not going to say what I'm going to say anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway I was like Jess and I both I was like Science Mike I was like man that guy he doesn't need to be out here I mean wouldn't it be better I'd rather my taxes go to help him have just a living wage so he doesn't have to be out here begging because he it's not going to get better for him in this setting. You know what I mean? He's, he's not going to get a job, find a nice uh, partner, g- you know, get a retirement fund. None of that's going to happen for him. Like he actually needs real help and financially it would help him. I was like, well, I mean, what? I, I don't want him out here begging for money. Right. I'd rather just, why, he, yeah, pay him some kind of living wage and see if that, that's better. It's got to be better than him sitting at a stoplight day in and day out. And What are the main conservative arguments against that? Is it just like control? Is it like government uh, control or what? It's usually let's say like you know it disincentivizes people to entitlement to work, to work or whatever. But the yeah. well the 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 libertarian argument for it would say that the welfare system is so insane currently, right, right, right. that we'd be better off just clearing that out right. and not having right. the bureaucracy of it, and Keep just write simple. the check, just yeah. direct deposit. Right. Like you just get it. No matter who you are, there's no if you're rich or poor, or whatever. Like you just send if the money. If you could afford it, it'd be nice. It, you know, it seems yeah. like it seems like if you could afford it, which it seems like we can't afford to do that. A thousand dollars doesn't save anybody. I mean, it makes it probably makes a difference for a lot of people, but it doesn't guarantee. No, it doesn't, that, but know. it helps. I mean, just yeah. I think. Just, well, yeah. also, I think the idea is it frees people up to maybe do something they actually want to do. Right. Maybe yeah. it would make some people it would make them more productive. Right. In some ways. So, like, oh, I don't have to just work at McDonald's, which and, is a shitty job. Right. That is that is just terrible. And they said that people might could also go to the doctor more or be a little bit more healthy. They would actually spend the money too. It's not like they get the money and just keep it. They put that back into the system, and it helps. The small business owner, it doesn't, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of good to it because it's like, that's the craziest thing when people talk about socialism, where it's not like America doesn't have a shitload of social programs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. we got a ton yeah. already, but a lot of them aren't that good. So you're right. Like a re, uh, overhaul yeah, of that could reset. actually do something. Cause I mean, we have a welfare system now and it's not helping people. So maybe something that was a little bit more freeing or, you know, across the board and everybody got it. And you, you know, I don't know. Just a reset, but that's one of the hardest things to get is a reset. That's the problem of just build up mm-hmm. and everything. It's just more and more, you know, like that they, it's kind of a, the institutions are kind of a one way thing typically. 
they just get bigger and stuff. So right. it, so all you can do is... Well, isn't what, that what, what a lot of people are afraid of? It's just like they take care of you. They control you. That's kind of part of the fear, right? right? I think that's why, where it intersects with VR. And I just, there's no way those two trend lines don't intersect to me to where you get the chip, the government makes a deal. Like, how is the future not obviously the government makes some deal with Elon to get the fucking chip, right. to fucking get a <laughs> VR happy existence where everybody's a Kardashian as the form of UBI. Like, you get to live in a right. complete comfort. Like, why right. doesn't it just the Matrix? Like, why are we not obviously headed directly for that? We are. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that... Because it would be way better for most people to just have that exist. Like, think about all the people in prison. Do you want them to be looking at a concrete no. wall? Or might they go into a blissful VR paradise? Right. When we were, if you could just give them the fucking well, internet connection and the screen. When Devin was high, we were on that plane. Devin said, these movies... They always come true. <laughs> we were watching uh, that uh, Sweet Tooth or whatever, and it, it's about like human hybrids with oh, animals hybrids. and stuff like that. And Devin just was like talking about how movies, like you said, The Matrix, it, it predicted the future. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, oh, that, it, that is true. I mean, it's almost just everything you saw in the eighties is coming true. Totally. Yeah, but The Matrix it, is probably the craziest of all time because when you first saw that movie. Oh, yeah. You had no possible way of actually even thinking that the simulation part was like something you might actually think could be true one day. I know. Like, you no, would just no. thought it was a badass movie. Right. And then it blew your worldview. And then it's continued to pay off dividends of wisdom for decades. Right. Isn't that a crazy movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, because the level that it's it's resonant now is more than even when it came out, right. and when it came out, it blew your mind to another level. Oh yeah, oh I know. So what's wild. the deal with that? Like how? Do, I mean, like that movie has to, you know, it seems it seems like it's like some really, it'll be a really well denoted thing in history. It was like that movie is pretty much. Will, will it be considered some great thing? Maybe. Like in lo long term. Probably. Like of showing well, a something that became yeah, more, that, like you know like 1984 right. became like will it be like that? Maybe it's with the Matrix like on a couple of different levels like Lots marked, levels. like a changed right yes like yes. conceptually uh -huh. and just like filmmaking wise yes right yes. right just yeah. from the technical side oh wow look what you can do in a movie like the the crazy right. shit they did and then, yeah I think they were early on like you know getting trilogies back too yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, so, I think that that could very well be a similar type of future. Yeah, I mean, it just it seems it seems crazy, but now, but I, I mean, mean you knows, definitely 20, think 30, like, 40, yeah, 50 like years Star Trek, for example, that was a long time ago, but it was just aliens and spaceships. It's so you good. totally accept that as reality now. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, of course. I mean, I think almost everybody goes, "Yeah, it probably is some other life out there." I think that that. From no way, that's only demons or something like that. To yeah, there's probably something else out there. It's really gone uh, has changed size. 
which was a bigger shift of everybody on earth or everybody in America, let's just say, for this one. Uh, gay marriage is the worst thing ever. No, it's totally fine. There's definitely no aliens. Of course, there's aliens here. Which one's, <laughs> which one's crazier? Well, people uh, freaked out more about the gay oh, marriage. Oh, totally. Nobody, uh, yeah, nobody aliens bad is like, aliens. Well, of course there are. What are you talking about? All at the same time. You're right. That, what a world we live in where people uh, fought and argued all this stuff about gay marriage, but almost nothing that, about definitely UFOs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, that's unanimous. Yeah. Like, I don't know about masks, but UFOs, we all obviously right. know. I mean, that's just no. insane that that's what we live in. The gay marriage thing was 10 years ago, too. It was not long at all. I know. It, it just happened. Right. Well, to be fair, smoking indoors went really fast. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that did. That, yeah, that went really fast. I think ultimately everybody knew this yeah, has got to be better. Those are all situations where everybody did know. You're just like, okay. and then Vince just like, okay, fine, we'll let it go. But no, like, I like it was, they were all very overextended things to be doing. <laughs> I, I miss smoky bars. I like a smoky bar. Yeah. To me, if you're in a bar, you're making kind of a choice. Like, right? Yeah. Well, this should be like both types. Is all I would say. <laughs> Seems like you'd be able to have the other type of bar if some people wanted to have one of those. It seems like it'd be a possible option. You know what? Like you we know. got to legalize sex work. I agree, but could there be any walls that people could agree consensually to smoke in? No. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's I, I crazy. agree with legalizing sex work. I also think there should be four walls and a roof that consensual people could. Smoking. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why can't a bar just say we're going to be a smoking bar? Well, man, if you I would never go to one, but I can't see how they shouldn't exist. You know that's which true. one that didn't go that fast was seat belts. Everybody's like, "Fuck the mother! I'm putting on seat belt. What the <laughs> this bullshit? I've been driving my whole fucking life." <laughs> yeah, seat belts. Yeah. Yeah. What? Now I'm gonna yeah, put this motherfucker no, yeah. on? Get that out here! I remember my, yeah, I remember, I remember my dad didn't yeah. even want to wear. I didn't wear one for a long time. I know. He never did. I, I don't my, think my dad it, ever what did. What are you putting your seatbelt on for? You think I'm a bad driver? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody believe in aliens in two months with no hesitation, but uh, to, to seatbelts to save your lives take three generations. <laughs> Kathy will not let me back out of our driveway if she does not have her seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> Onto our, to, onto our dead end street in our neighborhood. I used to ride in the back of my dad's work truck on top of all his tools, lay down on in, the interstate going 70 miles an hour. And go to sleep. And go to sleep. Now, I can't, put my, I can't put my kid in the back of a truck and go right. one mile down the road. Now, Devin, I just want you to picture this. You laying down in the, on the top of the tools in your dad's pickup truck going down 85, 70 miles an hour on 10 milligrams. <laughs> it would be unbelievable. <laughs> my, my dad used to, we, we'd go get uh, hot, what was the gas station? Hot spot. Hot spot. We go there. Get, you get two hot dogs, a uh, honey bun, a bag of chips, and a drink for like it was two twenty five a person. Me, my dad, and my brother would go, God, and we'd we'd leave, and we'd have this bag, all this stuff. And Dad would say, "Hand me your trash. Hand me your trash." And he'd wad it up and riding down the road. 
wham, right out the window into the, <laughs> the whole bag of trash, just right out. <laughs> and I knew deep down inside, I was like, that, even, I mean, I wasn't old, I was like, that just can't be right. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. Because I thought, well, it'll still, it's going to be there. Well, I, I mean, know. we. We put it out. Why? Who would choose? Oh, that must have been they. Yeah, let me go get that. Pick that up for you. I mean, it's just there. Yeah, I rem- you remember when they started doing the cleanup on the highways yeah. and stuff like that? They do like adopt yep. a highway or adopt a thing. I remember when that became yeah, a thing. It's like, hell, maybe we maybe should throw, throw our trash out on the here. side of the road. I mean, there was one spot <laughs> in uh, over there near my house that was just like off the side road that just where everybody went and dumped their trash. It was just, everybody. It was just, yeah, there's the one on the way to A&A. A. A spot. You know that pit? I mean, it wasn't a yes. dumpster, dump ground or anything. Just one person went. No. So one yeah. person oh, threw their no. bag of trash out there and everybody's like, oh, oh. You can do that. And then it's just a spot. shitload of trash there. And that was just normal. No, you know, Devin, you know that one on the way to A and A where yes. the, there's like I, you know it's just kudzu growing over and a dep- you know depression know down one. off the side yes. of the road. So you know, of course, that's where your refrigerator right. goes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of those big electronics. You got to throw them in that ditch. I mean, you would just go by and see a refrigerator <laughs> mattress, <laughs> yeah. the old couch with springs sticking out. <laughs> yeah, that's where you, you take it. Such... Where else are you supposed oh to take my gosh. it? <laughs> Because you've seen it, and it's really stunning when you see right. it. And then someday later, you go, what am I going to do with this fucking mattress? <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. minute. <laughs> There's that price up. Where have I seen? <laughs> oh, man. There's a certain shock value to littering that is funny. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. I've done it in the van on tour, just littered yeah. randomly just to make everybody laugh. Right. It's a oh, real you, just, sure, you, yeah. you roll down the window, you got a bag full of like old McDonald's or whatever, you just throw it at a Wham. speed limit it, sign yeah, or something yeah. like No, nobody <laughs> can pretend that that's not a thrill if so if you pretend that like I'm not saying you should do it. You shouldn't. Oh, it is bad. But if you pretend yes. like that isn't a legitimate oh, human thrill, then I, well, yeah, I do not. I fuck yeah. you. Eat I do not shit. trust what you. When did we used to throw out the bus hatch going down the road? It was like a road. thing of ribs uh, or something. It was like a whole tray of ribs, right? It was brisket. It was brisket. Throw it straight up and it would just disappear. <laughs> just, yeah. You're going 60 miles an hour and a whole yeah. tray of brisket through the escape I've never hatch had a of the bus. Time. <laughs> and everybody's it was, it laughing. Got, it, sat, it sat out all day and it was in Joplin, Missouri, and the people made this brisket and it was great, but it sat out. All day, and then it was, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't, it had been Andrew, out for, in the sun for 12 hours, right. I mean. And and then we didn't want to refuse, because they said, well, you take the brisket. And you're like, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. They wanted you to take the Yeah, because like I mean, it was a big deal. Take and, it. you know, they were cooking. So you tell them all day, it smells so good, it's so good, right. it's so good. Thank you for making it it's so good. It's, I can't believe you did this for So you go through the whole thing, and then you eat it, and it's good. And then it sits out for 12 hours, and then, you know, you got to take it. Right. <laughs> So you, I mean, you have a little fun on the other, you know, you, you take the hatch of the tour bus, it's open and it's dark and you're leaving, you're going down the interstate in Missouri on whatever road that's I-80, I imagine it is. And there's zero people, there's zero headlights in any direction. And you're just on a dark freeway on a tour bus with the giant, with two trays of, two aluminum trays of brisket. What would you do? The hatch is open. It's the summertime. It's the night. It's calm. It's cool. There's nothing. You, ta- you sit, stand in the middle of the bus. You know the hatch at the top. And you squat down. And you have, I don't know, six and a half pounds of 
brisket. A good, a good weight yeah. to throw. You know, what and, I mean? and like you just and you just weight. take it, you know, granny style vertically and just push it up, and it disappears <laughs> silently. Gone. It disappears from the the world. The funny thing it's is, just a, it's an unbelievably fun thing to the do. The funny thing is, we probably never knew this, but there was probably twelve pounds of brisket on top of our bus for about <laughs> six months. <laughs> It's an unbelievable bird <laughs> splatter. There's a time there were birds just kept Flattered. attacking our butts. We didn't even know. So, I, yes, I've littered, but, I mean, it was, you know, I made it count. It was worth it. It was a, really a peak experience for me, that particular. All I can picture is somebody driving by going, good God, Denise, I think a whole tray of brisket just shot out the top of that bus. <laughs> All right. That's about it for tonight, guys. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. <laughs> that'll get that'll get Lunsford going right there, boy. But I promise the guy, if somebody does that for 17 days in a row, I'm going to lose my oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Day 16 is going to be, I'm going to be pretty day hot. 16. I'm going to lose my <laughs> fucking shit on day 17. <laughs> All right, let's have some fun. Oh, okay. Matt and Toby. Ha, 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 ha.